Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved, today I want to talk about how Christ is our righteousness. Christ, our righteousness. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.21 Beloved, this is an amazing truth. On the cross, Christ Jesus exchanged our sin for his perfect righteousness so that we can one day stand before God and he will see not our sin, but the holy righteousness of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So this means that we are made righteous in the sight of God. That is that we are accepted as righteous and treated as righteous by God on account of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. Listen, beloved, he was made sin. We are made righteousness. On the cross, Jesus was treated as if he were a sinner, though he was perfectly holy and pure, and we are treated as if we were righteous, though we are defiled and depraved. On account of what the Lord Jesus has endured on our behalf, we are treated as if we had entirely fulfilled the law of God and had never become exposed to its penalty. We have received this precious gift 
of righteousness from the God of all mercy and grace to him be the glory. Amen. So let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, hallowed be thy holy, righteous, perfect name. Father, you tell us to awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. 1 Corinthians 15, 34. Your amazing undeserved grace, Father, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Father, we see this in Titus 2.12. Your grace teaches us to reject all ungodliness. Father, your throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness, is the scepter of your kingdom. Hebrews 1.8. Philippians 3.9, Father, tells us to be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Amen. Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, how can we forget Ephesians 6, 14? Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. So, Father, we see from your word, that there was nothing we could have done to earn this righteousness. This righteousness we find ourselves in is only because of Jesus Christ. So, Father, today we ask for wisdom. May Holy Spirit move on me, alone my mind so that I can see and truly appreciate and learn the deep things of God. Father, I want to learn. Teach me your ways. Psalm twenty-seven, eleven. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a level path because of my foes. Exodus 33, 13. Now, therefore, I pray you, if I found favor in your sight, let me know your ways, that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation 
is your people. Amen. Psalm 25, 4. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Psalm 86, 11. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Amen. Father, I lift up these supplications and petitions to you. Father, teach your children your ways so that we may walk in them. They are not burdensome to us. We don't want to walk in the way of unrighteousness as we once did before we've come to Christ Jesus. Thank you for bringing us to Jesus. Thank you for salvation and redemption. We strive to live lives in that appreciation for what you have done for us. Father, we say yes to the gospel. We say yes to salvation. We say yes to faith, love, repentance, and the Lord Jesus Christ who willingly went to the cross as a sin offering, paying the penalty for our wrongdoing. How grateful are we, Father, for all that you have done for us. We give you glory, worship, and honor this day. Thank you so much for saving our wretched souls. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved, listen. I want us to take a pause. Selah. We need to reflect. We need to just, just think of that. Think of what? Christ, our righteousness. Listen, beloved, we can take the Lord Jesus Christ for granted without even realizing it. Sometimes, thank you, Holy Spirit, we just need to just stop and think about the goodness of the Lord. Think about how without Christ Jesus, all of us would have been on our way straight to a burning hell if we have not come to Christ. We got to understand what happened at the cross. A wonderful exchange took place. So Christ took on our sin and we took on his righteousness. That's an awesome, glorious I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the words to sufficiently describe just how glorious the Father truly is for doing this for us. So, Christ, our righteousness. One of the great majestic names of the Lord God is the Lord, our righteousness. We see in... Jeremiah 33:16 In those days Judah will be saved 
and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Amen. Jesus Christ is our righteousness. 1 Corinthians 1.30 And because of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Amen. Listen, we do not and cannot attain a right relationship with the Father and our own righteousness because of our self-righteousness is as filthy rags. Yes, beloved, before coming to Christ, before being born again, we were guilty sinners in the need of a perfect righteousness. Listen, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yes. So when John was saying that if we say we have no sin, also meaning that if we say before coming to Christ, I'm not a sinner. I don't need to be born again. I'm a good person. Well, we make God out to be a liar. John was saying we make him out to be a liar and his truth is not in us because God told us no one is righteous. No one is good. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So what do you mean we are not sinners? Before coming to Christ, that is exactly what we were, who we were. So we see Jeremiah 17, 9. Beloved, listen, we can't come to Christ in self-righteousness. It's not happening. Why? Verses like Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Amen. Look, and the Lord Jesus Christ tells us over here in Mark 7, 20 to 23, what is exactly in that heart. Because he was saying, it's not what you put into the body that defiles the person Oh, no, no, no. It's what's come out of that heart that which defiles the person. So Jeremiah posed the question, who can know the heart because the heart is so wicked? Well, we know one who absolutely knows the heart of a man. And he's about to tell us, why it is so desperately wicked. Look at what comes out of the heart of a man. Jesus says in verse 21 of Mark 7, out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, death, murder, adultery, 
coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. Amen. So, beloved, before coming to Christ, oh, we were absolutely in need, desperate need of a Savior. So, beloved, when we speak of Christ, our righteousness, we are using a great forensic term referring to our acquittal by God. All that we have as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have received as a free gift of God through Jesus Christ. Can't say it enough. All that we have as followers of his, we have received a wonderful gift called salvation. Listen, we are justified once and for all by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. Listen, when we repent, we receive salvation, the forgiveness of our sins through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. What Christ has done for us once and for all it never has to be repeated. Why? Because it is a non-repeatable event. When we are united to Christ, we have a righteous and holy standing before God. We are, as scriptures say, in Christ. We have a vital union in him. Amen. And this is why the Lord Jesus Christ does not want us to break off from him. He is divine. We cannot break off vital union with him. We enjoy a right relationship with the Father because of the finished work of Christ on the cross. Christ Jesus is the basis of our perfect acceptance with the Father. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. Hold on, let me open this up. Who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. Listen, God has robed us with the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. He is the basis of our acceptance with God. Someone once said that it is the act of grace whereby God removes the condemnation pronounced, pronounced on the sinner and places him rel relatively to himself as a believer in the position of a righteous man. The possibility of such 
a divine act is due to the death and resurrection of Christ. And that is true. Listen, his death is the foundation of everything the father does for the sinner. Paul, who was called to be an apostle, tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.12 that we are through the atoning death of Christ declared righteous before God. This righteousness of God in Christ is that quality which is ours when we when God acquits the believer based upon the finished all sufficient death of Christ. Amen. Look, Romans 4, 22 to 25. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words, it was counted to him, were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Amen. So God acquits the believer for Christ's sake, not ours. Amen. Listen, this righteousness like justification is always forensic because the evidence was stacked up against us. Listen, we racked up and stacked up a huge sin debt that we could not have possibly paid. No matter how good we thought we were, our righteousness is as filthy rags to God. And I'm not just talking about dirty rags. If we study this out in the Hebrew, those filthy rags, they were talking about menstrual, bloody rags, dead blood. So all of our self-righteous works before the Lord, well, that's how he sees that. Listen, God is judge and we must stand before him. We can only plead guilty because we are guilty. Listen, before coming to Christ and receiving his righteousness that was imputed to us, we were all we were all guilty. Every last single person, yes, guilty as the day is long. Listen, God treated Christ Jesus as if he were the guilty sinner and deals with the believing one who, who now has come to Christ as though he or she were righteous. Christ did not deserve the curse. We did. The imputed righteousness of Christ to the sinner is a demonstration of the wisdom of God. It is a display 
of his justice, his mercy, his grace, love, and power as would never enter into the mind of men. Beloved, we can't even fathom how could a holy God send his perfect beloved son to the cross to die for wicked people who don't want God, who can care, who can give two flips about Jesus Christ, whom to this day they still hate. And yet, if a sinner repents, God says in no wise will he turn that person away. We can't even imagine what that is like because we know in the natural, you let somebody cross us, oh, it's going down, folks. So we can't even fathom the mind of God. Amen. So it is a manifestation. Listen, 1 Corinthians 125 says that the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Amen. Listen, the cross and the resurrection is the power of God unto salvation. So let us glory in the cross of Jesus Christ and God's saving grace. Amen. Because our right standing with God is his work. He alone can get all the glory. That is why no man can boast. Mm -mm. Listen, God pronounces the verdict based upon whether we have accepted or denied Jesus Christ as our Savior. Man cannot satisfy the judge unless he is righteous. There is no denying of the fact that no man is righteous before God. No man can produce the righteousness that God requires. Nope. So, it has to be given to him if the sinner gets it. Under these circumstances, his faith is counted to him as righteousness. Look, Galatians 3.26 For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. Amen. And again, beloved, no man can produce the righteousness that God requires. Listen, this righteousness has to be given to a man in order for him to have that righteousness that God requires. And this said righteousness, guess what, beloved, is only found in Christ Jesus. Yes, he becomes the righteousness that we need. God, the righteous judge, views us 
not as we are in our sinfulness, but in Christ. Mm -hmm. He is our perfect standing before the Father. It is only the righteousness of Christ that can possibly satisfy the perfect demand of the law of God. Christ is our righteousness. None other will satisfy holy God. Amen. And this is why Jesus tells us in John 14, 6, that he is the way that no man can come to the father except by him. We're not going to get it, get that righteousness, because listen, God's justice demands payment for sin. Christ Jesus made that payment on our behalf. So when Jesus says, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I am the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. He's saying, without me, you're not making it into the kingdom. Amen. I hate to break this to the world at large, but no one is righteous. Not one. No one is righteousness apart from Jesus Christ. No, listen. Before coming to Christ, all men, all men are under sin. We see this in Romans 3, 9 and Romans 5, 12. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, you, before coming to Christ, are a sinner in need of a savior, according to the word of God. Therefore, men need to be saved. They don't want to be saved, but nonetheless, they need to be saved. Beloved, listen, this world, apart from Christ, those who do not have his Holy Spirit indwelling them, they live in great deception. Great deception. Listen, I'm telling you, the longer I live in Christ, when you... When you bring the gospel to a person and as tragic as the situation is in, let's say someone is going through a disease, let's say cancer, right? And they make videos, let's say they, they put them up on YouTube, right? And they start a vlog, and they are detailing for all who tunes in about what's happening to them, the highs, the lows, all the stuff that that comes with one who has cancer, right? And so they start to detail about all that they are going through, right? And in them telling us about their life, they open the door to what's personally going on in their lives. And so video after video, this person is pouring out their hearts 
about how devastating and debilitating cancer is. And so people tune in because just on a humanity level, people feel for others who are going through such a time as having and dying in cancer. It's only a matter of who knows, months, years. But this person literally before the eyes of the viewer is wasting away to this cancer. Because in earlier videos, maybe two, three years prior to this mess, you see them rosy cheek, healthy, you know, they got weight on them and they, and they vlogging, right? They go here, they go there, you know, just living out their lives before the camera. And then this hits them. And then you see over time just how this cancer is eating away at them. Some have lost dramatic weight. And so when you look at earlier videos, again, they got weight on them. They happy. They vlogging. They living their best life. And then when this disease hits them, we see them wasting away. And as time goes on, they start focusing on the people in their lives that care about them. Parents, spouses, girlfriend, boyfriends, co-workers, families, extended family, friends. And then you notice they are in a false religion, okay? And you know that death seems to be right around the corner based on what this person is going through. Medical um, exams is coming back. Cancer is spreading. They may not have that much more longer to live. I'm saying all of this for a reason, okay? So when you see that they are living in sin, they living with their partner. They are not married. They are in false religions. They, they cry out to God, but is that Jesus? So when the Holy Spirit puts it on you to write in the comments, you know, relating to what they're going through, pain. I mean, some of us have, have been through some tough medical situations where death was right around the corner too. But for the grace of God, healing took place. Salvation took place. So if you are truly born again and you got the love of humanity in your heart, you're going to cry out to the person, listen, I understand what you're going through, but listen, you are living in sin. And that's fornication. The world may say, that's not the time to be telling nobody about sin. Can't you see she's dying? And we're like, exactly. This is the time to preach to them the gospel. That if they don't come out of that sin, that cancer look is looking like you could be out of here in a matter of days. Who knows? So, yes, this is the time. So, 
when the world, because let me tell you something about most people. They are a bunch of hypocrites, hypocrites. They will tell you, well, it's not the time for that. Stop judging. Can't you see she's dying? This is the last thing. Look, this is the last thing she needs is your judgmental preaching. And we're like, hold on, wait a minute. This woman is about to die in your sins. And you're telling us don't preach her the gospel. Are you crazy? Are you? I'm going to say it like this. Are you crazy? You're a bunch of hypocrites. You claim you you love this person. You you care about this person. You obviously is coming to her defense as as if what we are saying is going to kill her. But for the fact that you don't know God, you don't know his Holy Spirit, you think this is the last thing that we need to be telling the person. Look, we get called wackadoo. We get called that we are living in delusion and they feel sorry for us. Hmm. One said, oh my, please go away. Crazy woman, block and delete. Take your judgment and preaching to the street corner. This is not the venue for it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, oh my, please go away. So for all the love from all of these 6,000 plus comments claiming that they love this precious soul. And yet, they have no problem with her dying in her sins and going straight to a burning hell. The woman is already on this earth suffering, in the earth suffering. Because let me tell you, cancer is nasty. My mother passed away from breast cancer. One of my half-sisters passed away from breast cancer. We see how devastating and nasty this disease is. Once you are in Christ and the Holy Spirit prompts you to reach out to a lost soul because only he knows when the last day that person will draw their breath. And if he say, I'm dispatching one of my <clears throat> messengers one of my laborers go preach her the gospel so that she can come out of that false religion so that she can come out of the sin of fornication and whatever else we don't know. Preach her the gospel even in this dire moment that if she don't come, listen, I'm sorry that you're going through this sis. I feel your pain. I understand this, but I will be remiss if I don't let you know some biblical truth. I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And through repentance, I received his precious gift of salvation. I noticed you have a partner. 
that you are living with who is not your husband. You must know that you and he are committing fornication. For you all are having premarital sex. It is sin. You must repent and stop living with him and stop having sex if you're not married. Fornication is sin. You must know the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, no fornicator will inherit the kingdom of God. No idolator. Not only that, but you pray the rosary. And I can only surmise that you're Catholic. Please know and understand that the Roman Catholic pagan church is a false religion. They serve Satan and not our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Many are deceived through this synagogue of Satan's. I must warn you to come out from amongst their idolatry, such as that rosary, worshiping the dead, worshiping of statues and the veneration of Mary, and not to mention the many, many, many false dogmas they preach. They care nothing about your soul. Be not deceived. Whether we have six months, six years, or six seconds left, on this earth, if we think the pain and suffering we endure while still alive is agonizing and harsh and unfair, it's nothing compared to what awaits the sinner and deceived, quote unquote, Christian who dies in their sins, eternal separation from God in the lake of fire. For all of eternity, we all will be judged by the Lord Jesus Christ. No condemnation, no condemnation, sis, just mercy. And that's how I responded to that. I'm not, you know, beating her in the head. But listen, this woman is dying. And the spirit in me would not just Watch these videos and feel nothing and just let her go to a burning hell. I'm not the Savior. But if the Savior places a burden on me to reach out, whether or not she reads this or not, but reach out because people read the comments, obviously, because of the response from this. Now, mind you, I get it. It's a public platform. So what you write is not just between you and the person. Other Others read it. But the mindset, it is between me and her. So I knew what was coming because people who don't know Christ, who don't know him, would view what I just wrote in absolute love, crying out, precious one, listen. You don't want to die in this state you are in. What's judgmental about pulling sticks from hell's fire? But oh, no, no. Here's the world's who don't know Christ response. Take your judgment and preach into the street corner. This is not the venue for it. Block and delete. Crazy woman and this 
laughing with tears emojis. Oh my, please go away, angry face emoji. Wackadoo. Yeah, they call us crazy because if Holy Spirit dispatches us out to go and preach the gospel to the lost, well, that's what we do. The world is like, you're crazy. This ain't the time for that. Do you not know that she's at at death's door? Yes. This is why God is loving on this precious soul to send one of his messengers who don't care what the world has to say, who knows the Hateration is coming because y'all don't understand what's going down right now. This woman is facing hell. But see, this world believes they are good Samaritans. That they think they are helping her by saying, don't worry about nothing. It's going to be okay. And that is the heart's desire, right? That this cancer will be defeated. It will leave her body and that she can have a healthy life and that she can be truly born again. Yes, that is the prayer. We got to understand also, It's been appointed once for all to die. We don't know how we're going to die, when we're going to die, what day of the year it will be. That is why we need resurrection power in our lives before we get snatched out of the bodysuit. So if you all the fan club or whatever you want to call these people who claim they so loving on this sister. If you, well, cause see, they can't see it. What I just said to her, any born again believer will stand with me in prayer with what I wrote. But those who are blinded by Satan, See what I wrote as foolishness and the proof of it is the response from this plea, from this preaching of the gospel to this precious soul. They want her to go to hell because some of them believe in purgatory because, you know, she praying to the rosary. (coughs) And so they believe there's a place Call purgatory where this purgatory is. We don't seem to know because if it's in hell, because according to Catholic dogma that the, the wicked, okay, the wicked goes straight to hell. No mercy, go straight to hell. But those who are what? Because see, people who go to hell are wicked. So you mean to tell me that someone that is what half wicked, half righteous, they may be not all the way clean. They go to a place and where purgatory because purgatory is not in heaven. It's not on the earth. Where is it in hell? So if a person who is quasi righteous, quasi wicked, 
they go to this purgatory place, I guess, learn righteousness and then go to heaven from there. Can't you see just how ridiculous that sounds? Sound because who in this purgatory place, how much time does one need to do? Do all of them have the same amount of time to be purged? Do some only get 10 days, 15 days, two years, 10 years? Like who makes that determination? Don't say God because he's not in that mess. Beloved. Those of us who are born again must share what Christ has done for the entire world. The world, by and large, don't want Jesus. They hate this message. This message, in my little humble opinion, probably was one. If another believer somewhere down in all 6,000 comments may have told her this too. But if I am the only one, this comment by Holy Spirit is the best news she has ever received in her whole entire life. Not because I wrote it. It's because the God in me pressed upon me. Because I was like, because I already know what's coming. This is not the time for that. Can't you see she's already in enough pain and you're condemning her to hell? No one is condemning anyone to hell. First of all, I don't have that authority. None of us does. We can't say, Johnny, you go to hell. Mary, you go to heaven. Sally, you go to hell. Jillian, you go to heaven. Bob, straight to the lake of fire. Tom, you go to have it like we don't have that authority. This is called preaching the good news that once you come to Christ as a sinner, you can have your sins forgiven and going forward, you sin no more. Holy Spirit will teach you how to be righteous so that how we now live in righteousness, Christ's righteousness, will be evidence of our faith. So, we got to get it straight. Listen, the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, people die all kinds of ways. Just because this person is dying, prayfully the Lord intervenes. But if not, if this is her way that the Lord had, cho had chosen for her to die, then there's nothing none of us can do about the day and no, about how she will die. Some get hit by a bus. Some die in their sleep. Some die from a brain aneurysm. Some die from a heart attack. Some die while having sex with their spouse. We don't know how a person is going to die. So you mean to tell me just because she is dying from this nasty cancer, we can't preach her the gospel because she's already going through enough? So then, in your opinion, who does get preached the gospel? What, the 
the 95-year-old old lady lady who has lived her whole life? Well, what? Only she gets preached the gospel because she already lived her life. This person is only 20-something years old. She got a whole life to live. She don't need to hear nothing more worse than going to hell. Mm-mm-mm. This is the world in which we are living. Christ Jesus paid a dear price so that God's wrath will no longer be on that individual. But if the world by and large try to stop the preaching of the gospel, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Because you see, they too need to be saved. They too need to come to Christ. And the Holy Spirit said, don't respond to no comments. No comments. Because all I will be doing is casting pearls toward swine. They ain't going to get it. So don't respond. Say what I tell you to say and keep it moving. Don't respond to no one. And he was right. And he was right. Because at first I was like, "Mm, she's already going through enough. But the love of the gospel in me would not let her just go on without me saying something, something. And the Holy Spirit was like, there you go dispatched me right on out. I stopped what I was doing, grabbed my phone and wrote this message. I'm like, okay. But you see, right, Holy Spirit, the good Samaritan, everybody else just walked right on by. Just like in the comments, people just walked right on by. The woman just said she's been living with her boyfriend. She ain't married to him. Obviously, if they living together, they having sex. She's praying the rosary. She's up under a false religion. So you mean to tell me that those who are born again and we see the woman is dying because like every video is getting worse and worse for her. She is literally wasting away. And every time she gets a call from her doctor, it's more bad news. Last I checked, because I just had to just come off the channel. Last I checked, the last call she got from the doctor was that the cancer had spread to her lungs. It was in the, 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 the colon area. But now it has spread and she and she was thinking that the fact that it's in the colon area, so maybe it'll be confined to that one area and that they can, you know, work out a treatment plan and and so 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 she was having like some some hope. But then she keep getting the phone calls. Now it's in the lungs, it's spreading. Nothing seems to be working. And she's crying out. I mean to see this young precious woman break down, it breaks the heart. So those of us who are born again, what? So I'm just supposed to just keep watching the video going, poor little thing, 
poor little thing. And then I'm writing all these little feel-good comments. Oh, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. Hang in there. We got this. No, we don't got this. This woman is dying in her sins. Because, right, Holy Spirit, forget about the cancer, okay? If, if the cancer is her way out of this earth, then so be it. If getting hit by a bus is my way out, then so be it. It don't matter how we die. It matters once we get to the other side. Are we in Christ Jesus? That's the focus. Because all of us are going to die one day by whatever method. The situation is not going to be how we died because some die by the hands of others. Some die to a medical disease. Some die, people don't even know why they died. The heart just stopped. Some die young, old, at birth, in the womb, out the womb. We all die. The question becomes, what's going to happen once we die? No one seems to want to think about that. Everybody wants to be, oh, we got this. We're going to beat this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that, which is good because it does lift up the person's spirit. But at the end of the day, all of that rah, rah, cheering, cheering. We got you, sis. We stand behind you. What good is that when she alone is standing before the Lord Jesus Christ in her sin? sins what then are you going to be there are you going to call her wackadoodle what they say wackadoo she's going to wish someone loved her enough to preach her the gospel while she was still alive because all 5999 other comments is going to mean nothing to her when she's standing before Jesus Christ in the sin of what we can at least see fornication and idolatry. Who else knows? The focus is snatching sticks from the fire. Amen. That's more important than you just wanted to give her a pat on the back saying we got this and buying t-shirts talking about we got this no we don't got nothing Christ got it all and in him we can have it all as it were righteousness having right standing with the father listen before all of us gets taken out of here we better make sure we have right standing with the father only through Christ Jesus I'm telling you it is sickening and maddening just how disgusting, vile, treacherous, sick, and wicked this world is to tell anyone, to not tell another soul biblical truth if you don't believe in it because it's obvious. Leave your comments to yourself. Well, we know that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. That's wishful thinking. All I'm going to say, and then I'm going to let us go. 
Christ Jesus paid a dear price for our salvation. Let us let us come over here to Isaiah 53. Listen to this, starting in verse 1. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful. This is talking about the Lord Jesus. Listen. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles, his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was, verse 5, pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Verse 8, unjustly condemned. Beloved, this is who died for us. This is whom the world hates. Look at what he has done for the world, and yet they hate him still until this very day. Unjustly condemned. He was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. Amen. And you see what I'm saying? Human beings, apart from Christ, are more concerned about what others go through, goes through, but no one seems to care about what Christ went through. Because as devastating one is who is dying from cancer, how devastating that is, well, it's nothing compared to what Christ endured on our behalf at the cross. Do you not know scripture tells us in, in Isaiah that Christ looked unrecognizable as a human being when he was dying for the sins of the world. So forgive me if 
we don't have sympathy as the world deems that we should have for one who is going through enough. Well, hello is my bell. Christ Jesus went through more than any other human being will ever go through. So never let us get that twisted. Back over here, where we at? Isaiah 53, verse 8. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life, okay, was cut off in midstream. Do you not know Jesus was murdered at a young age? He died in, as the world say, the prime of his life. Well, he too died. His life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave, but it was, verse 10, it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. Amen. When he sees, okay, all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. Amen. Listen, the Lord was looking ahead. Even though he was enduring the sufferings of the cross, he was filled with joy because he knew throughout the annals of time, he will have many brethren, many descendants because many will believe in him. Amen. So, where was I? Right, verse 10, he will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. Verse 11, when he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. Amen. Why? For he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier. Amen. Why? Because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. Verse 12. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Amen. Beloved, I'm really trying to hold back tears right now because you got to understand what Christ Jesus did for us and for the world and all of their hypocrisy and self-righteousness. 
going to tell a messenger of God, you are wackadoodle, wackadoo, whatever they said, that I'm a crazy woman because I'm sharing with her what Christ has done for the world and that if we don't come out of sin, we will not inherit God's kingdom. And you call that evil? May the God of mercy take his mercy and put it on your soul. Mm-mm. Yeah, I get riled up. I, I get passionate. You got to understand, many people have died last night while we were sleep warm in our beds only to end up in a burning hell because either two things happened. No one ever preached them the gospel and they lived in deception or they heard the gospel and they rejected it. And therefore, they ended up in a burning hell. No one took the time out of their busy little lives to preach that precious soul, the gospel, even at the hand of mockers and scoffers. There there will always be scorners among us. We should never coward back when we hear the prompting of Holy Spirit to go and preach that person the gospel before they die. We don't know if this girl is going to die tomorrow, the next day, or what. I pray to my Father in heaven that she reads that comment out of all how many she gets daily. May that one stands out the most up there encouraging her to block and delete. So just 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 give her a free pass to hell, huh? You let them tell it. Lord, have mercy on us all. So beloved, in closing, let me leave you all with Isaiah 55:7. This is a call for all men to repent. Because at the end of the day, we hate sin. We stand with the Father when He says that the wicked, that He gets angry with the wicked every day. The Lord has called all men to repentance because He has set a day in which he will judge the inhabited world in righteousness, in his righteousness. So we who refuse to come to Christ, though not we, those who refuse to come to Christ, if they believe their righteousness will stand up for them on judgment day, they are greatly deceived. And they most assuredly need to repent. God has set a day. Acts 17, 30 to 31 talks about how in times past, God winked at man's, man's ignorance. 
but now. Since Christ has gone to that cross, he died and was buried. And three days later, God raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah, but now. We ain't got no excuse, but now. He calls all men everywhere to repent because he has set a day. He's going to judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has destined for this task. Mm -hmm. The Lord Jesus Christ will be the judge on judgment day. Because the verse goes on to say that the credible proof of who this judge will be is the one whom he raised from the dead. So who did the father raise from the dead? But Christ Jesus. Yes, yes, and yes. Jesus will be the judge on judgment day. He will sit on his throne at the great white throne judgment. Revelation 20 speaks of this. And he will judge every last single person. According to what was written in the books. Yep. According to their deeds. According to their works. Didn't we read over there in Jeremiah? Oh, no. We we didn't read verse 10 of Jeremiah 17. Because we read verse 9, right? How the heart is deceitful and wicked. Desperately wicked. Who can know it? Well, Christ Jesus told us what is exactly in a man's heart. So Mark 7, 20 tells us how we can know it because look at all what's come out of it. It's disgusting. And we were all there. Verse 10, Jesus says, I, the Lord, search the Jeremiah 17, 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. Mm -hmm. even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Jesus says over there in Revelation, what is it? I want to say, let me go get it. Let me not even guess. Revelation, where we at? 22. Starting in verse 11, the Lord Jesus said, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Verse 12, and behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be and amen verse 13 i am alpha and omega the beginning and the end the first and the last verse 14 blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city verse 15 for without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and make it a lie. Amen. See, see, this is why we preach the gospel in season and out of season. Oh, yes. Even when we know scrutiny scoffing and mocking will come nonetheless because 
in a situation like that, according to the world, it's never a good time to tell someone who is dying that if they don't stop sinning, they go into hell. Stop judging. Stop judging. Yeah, well, it's not called judgment. It's called preaching the gospel. So, beloved, listen, I'm going to leave you all with this call to repentance. This scripture right here, Isaiah 55, 7. We should keep this in our arsenal as we go about calling men to repentance in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, Isaiah 55. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. Amen. Amen. Father, how wonderful is this promise right here. Isaiah 55, 7. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. Amen. How wonderful is that, Father? On one hand, we speed the Lord's coming. But on the other hand, it is good that he is tarrying so that those who have not forsaken their wicked ways and their wicked thoughts, may they turn to the Lord, repent and believe and turn back to God, Father. Thank you for your patience in tarrying the Lord's return so that all men everywhere can repent before it is too late. Father, it is not bad. It is not bad timing to tell anyone, especially who are in the physical throes of death, that to preach to them that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God is a bad thing. The Lord Jesus must be coming. He must, he must be coming real soon, Father, because this world hates the preaching of the gospel. The culmination of history as we know it will come to a dramatic close soon. How soon is soon? We don't know. But the season of it is surely ripe. Have mercy. Have mercy, mercy, Father. Forgive them of their sins. They know not what they do. They have no idea of the horrors of hell that awaits the one who rejects Christ Jesus. They don't know that hell will 
and empty out herself. What does Revelation 20 verse 14? And death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. Verse 13. Let's go back up. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged every man according to their works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire amen so father that tells my little pea brain that I got to preach this gospel to as many as many people as possible. Show us how how to do that. I know there's a time and a place, but once we get prompted by Holy Spirit to go and preach that gospel, it don't matter what the backlash will be. I'm talking to that individual as a messenger from heaven, a messenger of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know how long we got on this earth, but if the person is on video visualizing their slow death with cancer and the prognosis doesn't look so good this is not the time to be rah-rah cheering talking about you got this no this is the time when someone has to go in and preach that lost soul the gospel quick fast and in a hurry father you got the right one lord i love you and i love your people And if you dispatches us, then we get dispatched. Irregardless of what people has to say. I love the fact. I love everything about the gospel. I love everything about how righteousness has been imputed unto us. When we were nothing but filthy, wretched, lying, disgusting, deceptive sinners. Enemies of yours. And in your mercy, you took pity on us and saved our wretched little souls. I'm grateful. I'm grateful and I'm satisfied. Yes, in Christ, I am completely satisfied. No matter what's happening around me and in my life, no matter who comes and who goes. It don't matter to me none. Bless you, Father. Thank you that Christ has been made unto us wisdom and righteousness. He is our sanctification. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Well, there we have it. Another one in the can. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Listen, no matter what this world has to say, if the Holy Spirit prompts you 
who are born again, who now has Christ's righteousness living on the inside of you, you be bold and you go preach that gospel. Irregardless of what the situation is, Holy Spirit is dispatching for a reason. We ain't got to understand why we don't. Listen, it don't matter if we think, is this a good time? Because, you know, she's dying anyway. Yes, this is the perfect time. So we ain't trying to see nobody go to hell. All right, y'all. Lord willing, until next time. I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.